0: Let's look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. That's what we do. In today's show, Michael Bolton, what do you think? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and RIP Captain Raymond Holt, Andre Brouwer. This is serious, like man, that that guy was an unbelievable actor and it was really like bad, just out of the blue news to hear that he passed away. So RIP and uh, a gigantic shout out to to Captain Raymond Holt and of course the actor Andre Brouwer. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Apparently you can also find me on Canadian radio telling people in Canada how much uh, Canadian fans hate me. <laughs> so um yeah um thank you also for making Locked on Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by FanJu. Make every moment more right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet, that's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to get started. We're here to do a waiver wire show. That's what we do every Thursday, my time, Wednesday afternoon, your time, as we look at certain things that have changed across the fantasy landscape. Let's get straight into it and let's just look at the players at the moment who I believe are must-roster players. Across the fantasy environment, we are talking about guys who are, I think, top 100 rest of season, who are available in over 20% of leagues. We're just going to quickly go through these names. I say that every time, but it never ends up being quick, but it will be sort of quick this time. Um, Kobe White sits at 79%. That is is almost giving me the indicator that there are 21% of leagues that aren't active or aren't paying attention. So we might need to reassess some of our cutoff numbers because that makes absolutely no sense how nobody has grabbed Kobe White because he's dominating. He puts up the most visible category, which is points. And why are we lagging so far? I know he was sitting at 40% for a lot of time, and it has jumped up a lot. But that should be sitting at 90. Herb Jones, it's at 78%. He should be rostered. Points leagues, I'm not as certain on it. But in category leagues, yes. Derek Lively at 68%. We've still got 11% to go to get to Kobe White's number. He's a must-roster player in absolutely all category leagues. Derek Lively, for points leagues, it's a little bit more borderline, but I still probably would do it in a 12, 10 points. Bogdan Bogdanovich, very, very clearly a must roster player, really boosted by Jalen Johnson's absence. De'Anthony Melton, also a must roster player. And Daniel Gafford is a must roster player, but for categories and not points. So these are guys, there's quite a few others who sit sort of below 80% that I think are top 100 guys, but these ones really stand out. So just have a quick scour of your waiver wire and just check to see whether they're available. I hope they aren't. But if they are, you might have got yourself a little bit of a bargain there off the waiver wire. So on the uh, flip side of that, who are the guys that we look at who I consider droppable? I don't think that you need to be holding on to Rowan Barrett. in a Points League, the italicized names here on YouTube, if you are here on YouTube, by the way, subscribe. Oh, actually, I'm going to do a check. I think we might have done it. Oh my God, we did. Operation 70K was successful. We did it. You did it. Oh, wow. Wow. I forgot to check this morning. Thank you very much. We hit 70,000 subscribers just to interrupt this show. Amazing. Um, I'm so excited. Well done. Next one. Well, let's set the next one at 80,000. But ideally, we want 100. We want the the plaque to put behind here. That's amazing. 70,000. Thank you, everyone who subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, keep going. Let's get the next one. But that is awesome. I hoped we get it by the end of this week. And we get it middle of the week. Unbelievable. Really, really happy with that. Thank you. Checked it. Ron Barrett. Category Leagues. Get him out of here. Points leagues, you probably still want to hold. He's more of just a points scoring streamer for category leagues because there is going to be so many negative deficits in his game. doesn't mean you can't roster him, but if he's on your roster, you do not have to hold him. Bob Porter sits there at 67%. I do fear that he's a little washed. He just doesn't have that mm, that he used to have. He'd be able to, in 25 minutes, be a 12-team league guy. It feels like now he needs 28, and that means we don't hold him. Russ Westbrook, now I know that there was a Paul George injury yesterday. They claimed it wasn't a real injury. They said that it was precautionary, it was a back-to-back, and that if they, if he could have gone back in, he would have. That's all well and good, Tyronn Lou, but I very, very, very clearly, unless I don't remember, but I do very clearly remember you and Paul George saying the literally exact same thing about the exact same time last season about his hamstring injury. And then he missed a game or two, and then he came back in too early, and then he pinged it again. So I bloody hope that you are not lying out of your ass again and that Paul George is okay. But even with Paul George not playing in the second half, Westbrook didn't do anything. In a points league, you're okay to hold him, but I don't think it's anywhere close to being worth the hassle in a a category league, 10 or 12. Honestly, maybe even 14, probably holding 14. Um, Jalen Green is a new name on this droppable list. I would hold him in a points league, but honestly... He's moving into Barrett territory. He lost minutes last game. He's wildly inconsistent and inefficient. He doesn't do anything with rebounds or steals or blocks. His assists don't do much. His free throws aren't as good as they should be. I do have him in a 12-team category. league. In fact, I've got him rostered in industry pickup, and I'm on top of the league there. But he's the guy that if someone pops up on the free agent wire, he's probably going to go. Like, he's probably my worst. He's probably not. Kaminga's probably my worst player on that team. But Green's there. And he's more of a point-scoring streamer. And with the addition of Van Vliet, the elevation of Shengoon, the Amen Thompson and Tari Eason reserve guys, I'm a little worried about Jalen Green's future. I yeah, I do think he's moving into category drop territory. Andy Wiggins, again, I feel sorry for the guy. I think he's, I think he's cooked. I think he might lose the starting spot at some point. He's just been bad literally in every game except for one. And I really worry about what's going on. And the last one is Jordan Clarkson there, who I would drop in all formats. I'd also drop Ben Simmons, but I said that four weeks ago. Clarkson's injured out for two weeks with a hamstring injury. They're not going to rush to get him back. He's already a borderline player anyway. You just don't need to hold in those scenarios. You can move on um, with someone like that who is not this top-end player who's already struggling and now is injured on a tanking team with a hamstring injury and he's old. Yeah, I wouldn't be that interested in holding on to um, old mate Jordan Clarkson. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, as the offers warm up, we keep ourselves focused on the offers that FanDuel brings. The NFL season is drawing towards the playoffs. The NBA season is ramping up and you can get all of these hot, toasty, sexy offers from FanDuel, including their new customer deposit bonus. Well, it's not a deposit bonus. It's a, you put $5 on a Moneyline bet and they give you 150 bonus bucks. That's what it is. It's a bonus bets, bonus bonanza, I guess. Use that in your, your script. Fangio, 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining Fangil, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. It's so easy to use. Spreads, player props, totals, which is the same as over-unders, futures, parlays. It's all there on the GOAT fantasy, uh, not fantasy, well, on, on the GOAT betting app. Fangio, easy to do. Go to Fangio.com slash locked on and get ready to wind up the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, we are we're going to head back in here to talk about the next section of the show which is talking about the most added players across across fantasy basketball over the last 48 or 24 to 48 hours. If we use our advanced metric over at Basketball Monster, the number one added player is Isaiah Hartenstein. He's been added in 67% of leagues. For an idea of what that is, we use a sample of standard 12-team rosters that are are, are payable leagues that um, have more competitive managers in them to try to weed out a lot of the public stuff that's not as competitive. And that's where you see the big discrepancies in roster percentage. Like at the moment, we'll have Hartenstein at about 90%, whereas Yahoo's metric has him at about 40%. Just to sort of give you an indication of where, um, where the switched-on users are, are making their moves. And that's where Hartenstein's at. So up 67%. The next one is Dante Exum, up 41%. The Mavs roster's are completely in flux. Williams is back, Hardaway is back, but Jones is out, Curry's out, Irving's out, Green is out. Exum probably has a runway to start for at least a week, maybe more. He won't be as good as he was yesterday, but he's going to be pretty sol- solid, and he is an ad. And Caleb Martin up 26%. Another one who's really benefiting from injuries. The Heat have got like eight streamable guys. He's probably one of the tops at the moment, but that could all come crashing down. He could. He's probably the guy who holds to his starting spot when other players return, but that doesn't mean he's able to do what he's been doing. For now, we roll with Caleb Martin. They've got a Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back coming up as well, which is a big W. The last three names there are the top added players on Yahoo. Number one by an absolute mile is Kevin Love, who's been playing really well without Bam Adebayo. I don't think there's any staying power in Love, but he's a really strong ad for Wednesday. I have some doubts whether he plays both games on the Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back but go with him there. Again, I'd prioritize Exum and Hardenstein and Martin over Love. I think there's more chance of that value staying, but I get it. Keontae George, finally, he's been sitting at like 44% rostered on Yahoo for weeks. 5,000 people have added him. So they saw that last game and they went, oh, oh, I guess we're interested. Again, be ready for disappointment. And I would think that those 5,000 people that added Keontae George after the last game are a lot of the people who maybe weren't as switched on or forward thinking. Maybe that's you. Apologies if that's you. So if he has a stinker in today's game and has seven points on 33% shooting with four assists, I think that he's going to end up being dropped everywhere because if they waited this long to add him, they are very much swayed by individual single-game performance. We'll see. The other one there is Josh the Hitman Hart, who was really good last game. I want to watch that really closely. As I mentioned, I firmly believe, or relatively firmly believe, that the... Production from Hart was nothing to do with Mitchell Robinson. It was to do with Emmanuel Quickly being out. So I think people, have, again, have tied those two things together. We will see if Quickly plays today, what happens to Hart, but there's n- literally zero extra minutes for him with Robinson out. So I think that was a Quickly thing rather than a uh, Mitch Robinson thing. He didn't take it from here. The most dropped players over the last period of time, the period of time that we're looking at here, we go to number one is Obert Toppen. In Indiana, down 20%, really struggling. He's just a horrendous defender. And Aaron Neesmith, despite being significantly shorter, and I made a mistake in the show yesterday too. about Neesmith. I was confusing him and Devin Vassell coming out of college because I know they were both really high three-point percentage shooters, and a lot of people were um, going about Neesmith being the best shooter because he shot 55% from three. And I said, I don't think it is. I think it's Vassell. In the end, it's probably neither of them coming out of that class. Devin Vassell went to Florida State, and Aaron Neesmith went to Vanderbilt. I said, Van, I said Neesmith went to Florida State. Thanks to everyone pointing that out. It was my bad. He did go to Vanderbilt. Commodore legend. Um, if I went to Vanderbilt, I went number 64 without any question. Um, I'd be topping. Yeah, uh, drop. Not worth it in a 12-teamer. Santiago Dama. I get the feeling that Santi will put up a decent game today. I don't think that he's a long-term ad. There's so many parts and pieces to return there. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's a player who realistically is a power forward only. They are starting Jaron at center. I don't know how long they'll hold that, especially when they're running Biombo and Tillman together off the bench. I'm not sure. If they do continue Jaron at center, then Santi does have more value. And I don't mind him as a guy, but I don't think that it's must. So dropping him is all right. And then Mo Wagner down eighteen, very very clearly a drop there from Mo because not only was he sort of fringy, but they don't they didn't play for three straight days. So move on, no worries. The three drops on Yahoo Jaden Hardy. People added him in yesterday with the absences of Irving and Derek Jones, but of course that was complicated by the return of Tim Hardaway, and that obviously nuked Jaden Hardy. So we move on there. Al Horford down 4,000. Someone said to me yesterday, Josh, you made a mistake. You said the Celtics only have um, two more games this week. They've actually got three. What I actually did say, and I'll clarify it again here, is Al Horford only has two more games this week. The Celtics do have three more games, but one of them is a back-to-back. So Horford is almost definitely, he hasn't played a back-to-back in two years. Horford is not going to play on that back-to-back. So he has two more games this week. And two more games is a 22-minute night backup when there's five more days in the week. Doesn't make a ton of sense to hold on to If Porzingis is out and if the schedule favors Horford, you roll with it but it doesn't favor him and Puzingas is in. So I wouldn't bother with it. So I think that's the right move. And the last one there is reactionary legends dropping Patrick Williams. Yeah, he sucked yesterday. And I don't believe that he's a good player. I think it was a total waste of a pick at that spot. Very obviously. But I'm still holding him. I think uh, maybe at, at times I have, and some of you will disagree and say, Josh, you react too quickly. I tend to react slowly and have more patience with the guy. Shout out to Jordan Poole that I just believe in the normality or or things regressing and evening out. My ability to have patience narrows as the season goes on because when we hit fantasy playoffs, as, what's her name? Sweet D. Brown or something, says, ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, shout out to 2011 memes. I don't care about that at that point, but now I do. We're week eight. We've got 12 weeks until the playoffs, about that time. Now I've got that stupid song on my head. Thanks to you, Lizzo? Lizzo. I think it's Lizzo. Regardless, I'm holding Pat Williams. I wouldn't have dropped him. So reactionary. Reactive. Reactive. Someone corrected me on that once as well. Reactionary means political dissident, I think. And reactive means just moving too quickly. There you go. Let's look at hot players. Number one, Kelly Ube, Number two, Ricky Rubio. Number three, Sergio Barker. No, of course, we're not doing that. We're not objectifying men. We're talking about players who are top 100 over the last week who are interestingly available players. Number one is the dart, Goga Badadze, who has been really good the last two games, but I don't think that it's worth holding. We've seen Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz amazingly back at practice somewhat. Carter is going to return, but I don't think that holding Badadze for a roster spot for three streamable days in a row, which is what it is, is worth doing. You can go and add him back when they play on Friday. I think that there's a real chance he gets Yurt seven and goes from 23 minutes to zero, or at least down to 10 and not, no chance of being worthwhile long-term. So I don't think he's been good, but I don't think he's worth it. Tim Hardaway, still 51% available. Makes no sense. Very, very, uh, the fact that everyone's been adding Dante Exum, which is fine, but not adding Tim Hardaway is crazy to me. Hardaway needs to be rostered. Dorian Finney-Smith, former Hardaway teammate at 28%. He just doesn't do anything exciting. One of the most boring players in the NBA. He's like, someone. great value, Tobias Harris. That's how boring he is. Great value, is that the right term? I was using Aldi and pack and save and I could use Bilo, Reject Shop. These are all my like discount dollar stores here. Um, what's that one? There's one called like something, something random, something bizarre. Anyway, don't know what it is. Regardless, great value. What's it? Or the other one, Kirkland. Kirkland Tobias Harris is Dorian Finney-Smith, the most boring player in the NBA, but he's just chugging along as a top 100 guy. There's a little bit of value in that while Simmons is out. And honestly, I think there is a chance that there was some stuff written from some Nets guys in the last day or so saying, yeah, Jacques Vaughan's not that happy with Cam Thomas starting. I think it was Doug Norrie actually from Locked on Nets saying, yeah, Cam Thomas is starting for now and Jacques Vaughan's not particularly pleased because he seems to start him and then get him straight out of that lineup and doesn't close with him at times. So I wouldn't be shocked if Finney Smith enters that lineup or plays more with the starting group than Thomas does. We will see how that all plays out. That's just one to keep an eye on. Big Dick Nick Richards is top 100 over the last week with Mark Williams out. Absolutely fantastic short-term stream guy. And the other one is Duncan Robinson, another one of those heat guys who's just putting up good numbers. And until title hero comes back, we roll with Duncan Robinson. But the way that Duncan Robinson... Remember, remember this, I know I'm going to go on about but remember this when you're talking Jaime. I've certainly heard people say Jaime Huckers, top five player in the draft. He'd be the third player in Rookie of the Year, which, again, is crazy to me. But there's a lot of over-the-top hype with Huckers, and, if, and for fantasy as well. Is that, But think about this. With everyone out, Huckers still plays fewer minutes than Robinson and fewer minutes than Josh Richardson most nights. And has been a worse fantasy player than Duncan Robinson. And when all these guys return, I don't think Robinson's getting excised so that Hackett plays 30 minutes. Robinson's got more of a chance, I think, of remaining 12 than Jaime does, but who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. It's distinctly possible. That has happened quite a few times. All right, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by the big fowler himself, Dave. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help. And that is why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks. and can help you build credit by setting extra cash, trademark, advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's Extra Cash TM account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easy, so if you're in a pinch, you get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash That's dave.com slash You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash for Terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right. When I read that ad and it's like, yeah, download Dave, it just makes me think of those old ads you would see before DVDs. It's like, you wouldn't download a car. Maybe I would. Would I download a Dave? Who knows? I don't know what printing technology is doing at the moment. Anyway, I think we're getting a bit too far abroad here. Let's talk about injury replacement players. And I use the term injury very, very loosely because, well, I guess there is an injury. We can call some sort of um, mental, mental illness or mental health issue uh, an injury because something's wrong with Draymond Green. So we'll talk about some replacement options there. But first of all, we go to the big fella in New York, Jericho Sims. He's 3% rostered. I believe that Hartenstein is there. But let me tell you right here on record, coming straight out of this mustache, there are going to be nights where Jericho Sims has a better fantasy night than Hartenstein because Tibbs is Tibbs. Sims is 3% rostered. And that means that in deep leagues, he's available. I would add Sims in every single 16-team or deeper league. I would consider it in 14 and he would definitely be a stream option in 14. Is he going to be great? Almost definitely not. But could he have eight points on 100% shooting with nine rebounds and two blocks? Yes. And that's actually good enough. So he's worth mentioning with Missy Robinson out. The next two guys are Warriors. Brandon Pajemski. And Johnny Kaminga, 9% for Pajemski and Kaminga at 24%. You saw Alex Raclean. You know Alex Raclean, old old friend of the show, who was pissed that I was able to add Pajemski in, in one of the leagues we're in because um, of Yahoo's asinine um, waiver rule ads. Again, every league should be fab. The fact that I get an advantage because when waivers clear it's 7 p.m. here and it was 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. for Alex is ridiculous. They got to wait up to make these moves. Fab needs to be instituted in every league. But I just went and added Pajemski. I don't know who I dropped. Grayson Allen, I think, just to see what happened, right? Because this team needs a shakeup. I don't know that Pajemski is going to be the answer. He's obviously not a one-for-one replacement for Draymond. We haven't heard a suspension yet. But with Wiggins struggling, with Clay looking shit house, with Draymond out, there's role is there's has to be minutes for. Paj- Honestly, you could make a very very cogent argument that at the moment Pajemski is their second best player. That is crazy. But Wiggins is struggling. Clay is struggling. Draymond's suspended. Looney's bad. Sharich is probably better than Pajemski, but who's the next one? Moody? Chris Paul, actually, Chris Paul's probably better. But honestly, Pajemski's just really good. So I added him. I've got Jonathan Kaminga in other leagues as well, and I already had him. It was already trending towards Kaminga, and I think I said these exact words, or a paraphrase of the great Walrus man himself. I said, I don't know whether it's going to work for Kaminga, but what we like to do on this show a lot of the times is get out ahead of it. We're seeing the trend, and we're seeing it emerge. Add him, and let's see what happens. I said something along those lines, didn't I? I think so. Anyway, I added him. And I think you can add Kaminga as well. Orlando Robinson is worth looking at with Bam Adebayo out probably the rest of this week, maybe next week. Yes, Kevin Love has outperformed Robinson, but Robinson outperformed Love the first couple of games. And I do think there is a chance that Love sits one of these games coming up. So Orlando probably should be on a 12-team roster. The next one is Julian Strouder. Now, I went on yesterday about how if you added Strouder after Monday's game, the result that came yesterday was not because you made the correct decision. And process to me is really important in fantasy. I will get a lot of things wrong. You will get a lot of things wrong. Sometimes I will get things wrong more than you and vice versa, that happens. Part of the thing with Strouder was is that with Murray out, people thought that he'd be this automatic add and he'd dominate and then he put up good numbers. But he had zero points in six minutes in the first half. But then what happened is Contavius Caldwell Pope went out with what they called a head contusion. And Strouder did get more minutes and started the second half and popped off. I don't know whether KCP is going to be out or not, but if he has a head contusion that enabled him to go to the locker room, he played and then left again, makes me think that he was like, "Mm, I can't see or I've got a headache or something's going on. That makes me think concussion protocol, which makes me think that there is a chance that he could start. Now it could be Christian Brown, but Strouder's been ahead. And again, if I'm taking a chance in a deeper league, He's available everywhere, Julian. Go with it. The next one is Jaden Ivey. Again, it seems a little bit counterintuitive. How does Jaden Ivey become an ad because Jalen Duran and Marvin Bagley are out? Well, I think he was an ad before that anyway, but how it works is we, it's all about 240 games. It's all about positional sliding. Duran out, slides Stewart to the four, means Asar Thompson, or to the five, means Asar Thompson plays at the four, means more minutes for Bojan Bogdanovic at the four, meaning more minutes for Jaden Ivey at the two and the three. Or more, or Cade at the three and Ivy at the one, whatever. And we saw it last game. He played 31 minutes, 32 off the bench with those guys out. I don't know that he's going to be good every game. I don't know that he's going to play more minutes than Killian Hayes every game. But those absences to two big men pushes everyone down or up a spot in the positional spectrum, opening minutes up for old mate Jaden Ivy. Um, and we'll round it up, we'll round it out with some other names from uh, the waiver Wire that we need to talk about. As they put the wrong screen up on my end, you couldn't see it. Let's talk. Go to Golden State again. Dario Sharic. Kavon Looney looks... Unfortunately for Kavon, unfortunately, we're going to give him one of these. Just another example of Josh's anti-warriors bias. Uh, Looney looks bad. A lot of that is the combination with Draymond just doesn't work anymore. But Draymond is probably going to be out, so maybe that helps him. But Sharic looks the better option. He's been really strong, and he is worth an add. i got Colin Sexton, and I should probably should have put them together, and O'Shea Abaji there. With Jordan Clarkson out, I believe that Abaji will start. He's really only a deeper league guy. He'll have the occasional game where he has 20 points on 7 of 9 shooting, but it's just not reliable enough. Sexton is not probably going to start, but his usage and minutes should push up slightly, enough to push him into 14-team, maybe 12-team stream territory with an extended absence here for Jordy Clarkson. I've got Aaron Neesmith there, who's 11% rostered. He is a great stream guy. He's a fantastic 14-team league player. He's 11% rostered, meaning he's available 89% of leagues. That's how we work out math. And he is a guy that needs to be on more rosters. Not a must roster by any stretch, but needs to be on more. Tari, second season. A bit concerning that Tari reappeared on the injury report with leg soreness after playing 27 minutes last night. But we know that if Tari gets 25+, plus, he is a 12-team league player. And it happened. I don't really believe that it'll happen every night because I don't think Jalen plays 24 and Jay Sean Tate plays nine and Dylan Brooks plays 29, which are all of the things that happened to get Eason to 27. But it could. You could easily sit here in a month or two months and go, yeah, Tari Eason is very clearly a better player than Jalen Green. Tari Eason is very clearly, you could say this now, a better player than Jay Sean Tate. Easy. You could very easily say he's a better player than Dylan Brooks. All of those things are possible. Not probable, not likely, but possible. So again, if you want to get ahead of it, you can add him. I still don't see that clear 25 minutes every single night. They would need to really eliminate Tate, which again I would do. But will Yudoka do it? I don't know. Interesting. The last two I said I've talked about Abaji already, but another starter is Malachi Branham at 3%. I don't love him as a player. I don't know that he sticks as a starter. I would start Julian Champagne, but I'm not Greg Popovich. Obviously, I don't have millions and millions of dollars or a cellar full of really good wine. I've got some wine. I don't have good wine. Well, that's not true. I've got some good wine. I've got some wine. Not like pop. Anyway, enough wine discussion. Branham has been starting. He dished seven assists last game, but also remember he started about 12 other games and they're all bad. Last game was good. The others were bad. But if I'm in a deep league, he's a starter. He's got to be rostered. 20, 18, 16, got to be rostered. 14, maybe, maybe. But a great, especially in a points league, minutes are key. When you are making a decision on a lineup or a waiver move and you're like, what do I do? If a guy is getting minutes, you have to consider it. It's not always going to be the case, but anything that strays from a 12 team standard, Branham should be considered, if not added, just because he is starting at the moment. And there is at least some potential to do some stuff that is better than we've seen. And that is the end of this waiver wire show. I'm obviously all amped up because again, I was on I was on Toronto Radio. TSN Toronto Messi be go, hey, can you come on radio? This is, is this is a setup. You're gonna like tell me off, and then I get on there, and the guy goes, ah, oh, so I was watching your uh, Raptors preview, and so what sort of stuff do you get from Raptors fans when you don't tell them that all their players are like Michael Jordan? I went, bro, seriously? I went, yeah, it's uh, they're a little fiery, a little passionate, and then, um, yeah, and then we went on from there. It was really good, though. It was, it was a great hit, and uh, it was great to be on TSN uh, with Matt. Loved it. Um, anyway, follow this podcast. But maybe we'll do a little one. Let's, let's do a soft launch of uh, Operation 80K to get the subs up. But thank you, everyone, for hitting 70. Really, really proud of everyone being a part of that. Loved it. Um, head across, subscribe, follow, all that sort of stuff. You know how to do it, guys. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.